I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sitcom My Face. I'm Nick Cranko. And I'm Jay Bidwell, and I know you fucking hear it, bro. What did I say last time about this goddamn dog? The moment you said, I'm going live, this fucking dog comes over here and starts going to Chowtown. Oh, no. On this fucking food dish over here. God. <laughs> We're ring your furry little fucking throat. I mean, how are you this week, buddy? You had a good week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on spring break, bro. I ain't doing shit. Oh, nice, nice. I ain't even showered in like three days. It's great. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or I should say sour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I'm editing, how I always like to like, I always fall down these rabbit holes and find shit from like the previous. Mm-hmm. So I was, of course, I just dropped the video for the Full House episode. That's on our YouTube. If y'all want to go check that out, mm-hmm. uh, just search sitcom my face on YouTube. You'll find it. So. Did you you know about like Saget's sister had like was it scleroderma I think it's called yeah well yeah but he had, and he did a lot of work charity yeah a lot that, of charity yeah. work for scleroderma uh, scleroderma because of that just randomly when I was watching something on Amazon Prime the other day there was some movie called For Hope and I had never heard of it and I started reading the description and it starts talking about Bob Saget and there was a TV movie about his sister's disease that she had really. And it's, I guess it's based on, I, I watched maybe the first 10 minutes. It looks kind of like a, a made-for-TV or like a Lifetime-type movie. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it seems like they're playing him in the movie almost. Like, it was kind of strange. So, I wow. mean, if you're interested in that, I guess go check out For Hope on Amazon Prime. No, no, no relation to our subject this week, which is Raising Hope, but... You, you mean Raising Princess Beyonce? <laughs> yes, Raising Princess Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you're very familiar with the show. I fucking love this show. Yeah, I'm I'm super interested to hear what you think of this show because I I was a huge fan of My Name Is Earl. Mm-hmm. I did love uh, Yes, Dear, which to I mean to a little bit lesser extent that was more of an average show to me, but I did really like that show. And this is the same guy who created all of those, uh, Greg Garcia. Yes. So this was a show that popped up on Fox. What 2010? Yeah, uh, 2010 is when it like first premiered. As you said, Greg Garcia. He's actually um, got some other uh, stuff, like you said, Yes, Dear, uh, My Name is Earl, uh, Racing Hope, The Guest Book. Uh, he also, I guess, started doing work also on Family Matters. And actually, the show... Yeah, he wrote like four episodes, right? Or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and, and actually the show that preceded Family Matters... Perfect Strangers? No, actually... Well, it is a show... You know, Perfect Strangers did... Spin-off Family Matters. Uh, family which Matters. Is very but weird. There was another show that it said also was kind of the stepping stone into uh, Family Matters, and I and I'll be damned if I can uh, remember what the name was. But but anyway, yeah, yeah. Greg did some that, and he's also been a um, Urkel's Bukaki Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, it, he also did. Um, then I do. <laughs> he he did some uh, work on um, uh, what is it? Cons- consulting. Uh, Producer for Family Guy, too. Oh, I won't hold it against him. <laughs> well, it's all about family. You know, family Were you matters, a fan family of yes, guy. Dear? Were you a fan of Yes, Dear, and My Name is Earl? Yes. Are you, like, super familiar with them, or are you just kind of Well, I- I'll say Yes, Dear, I had watched more than Raise- uh, Raising Earl. How about fa- <laughs> My Name is Earl? But um, the, well, the fans. There's, uh, I joined a few Facebook groups. I've been joining Facebook groups and kind of talking about all the different shows that we're mm-hmm. been covering. So I joined one for this, and I was talking to a few people about it. And they all in the group. I noticed they call it the Yes Earl Hope Universe or some shit. Yes Earl Hope. <laughs> I was like, you couldn't come up with anything better than that. But the, the Garcia verse, you know, <laughs> right? Something, yeah. So yeah, it's been cool talking to a few people. I even asked them uh, like, what are some of the things you that we need to talk about. And they pretty much gave me some things I already had in my notes, but we'll get to those in a bit. Okay. Well, 
Like for, for, for me, Racing Hope was a, a, a new venture because I had never watched it. I saw the commercials for it. I saw Cloris Leachman was what, you know, like one of the uh, actors on it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I got to check this out sometime. But I just never got around to it. I think she is so fucking funny on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As Mama. <laughs> so in the first years, they had uh, her as a special guest star. Yes. But then as I sent you a picture at one point, I was watching him. I think it might be season two. It turns into and introducing Cloris Leachman. Which is very fucking funny, but I wonder how many people watch that and don't realize that she oh, yeah, had a what seventy year career before this. I was gonna say introducing if you, if you hadn't already seen the Mary Tyler Moore show, if you hadn't already seen uh, Young Frankenstein, if you hadn't already seen you know, like it's like you know like how many other uh, projects was she she was on Facts of Life, she was on you know, like it's like between TV and film, and I believe she uh, she was big with theater as as well. I believe. At uh, a part of her uh, career, so it's like if if you never saw her in anything else, yes, introducing Cloris Leachman. Randomly last night, I was I was doing some computer shit, and I'm sitting here. I was like, let me just put on some random comedy in the background, and I turned on Scary Movie Four because it was on like Netflix, and I forgot Cloris Leachman was in that fucking movie. Oh wow. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, I sort okay. of gave up on the scary movie thing after a while. Yeah, they're it's not like, good. No, they're not good. The first two I like, don't don't watch any after that. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, there's Cloris Leachman playing the old, like, um, mute, I guess, from, like, The Grudge. Oh, okay. Like, the old lady from The Grudge, yeah. <laughs> She's in fucking everything. And always brilliant. Oh, yeah. They had some charity um, Zoom reunion for Raising Hope on YouTube I watched. Oh, and this was after Cloris was dead, of course, but they were kind of reminiscing about her. And I was a little in- intrigued that they never really, like, they didn't talk super warmly about her. Hmm. And they used words like frustrating and a hurdle to kind of discuss working with Cloris. Oh, wow. So well, I don't know if she was kind of a bitch, maybe, or if she just was like, I've been in Hollywood so long that I do what I want. Yeah, and, I, and it could be just like, you know, you're talking about her later years, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at that point, yeah, you know, she had a career of umpteen uh, decades at that point. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm just doing this for an additional paycheck now. <laughs> Greg Garcia told a story about how she would come up and lick his neck, and he was like, it was disgusting. And I was trying <laughs> to think of a way to make her stop. So he goes, I started wearing a scarf on set <laughs> so that when she'd come up to lick me, she couldn't. <laughs> and uh, she goes, how, well, how will I know when I can lick you again? And he goes, I'll wear a red silk scarf. <laughs> and the last day of of the shoot, someone reminded him, like, oh, you never gave Cloris her, like, green light the last episode. Mm-hmm. So he went to the prop department. He goes, oh, I need a red scarf. I need a red scarf. And they gave him a red scarf, and he put it on, and he went out there, and he waited, like, all day, I guess, while shooting for Cloris to notice the, the red scarf. Mm-hmm. And she comes up, and she looks at his looks at him and she grabs it and she goes it's not silk and she like walked away ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, she they all kind of said that she could be difficult but they were like so impressed with her they talk a lot about how talented she was which we knew that right and just to, like her ability to work at that age like she was gung-ho for everything you know right yeah i was gonna say because even though th- this was in her advanced years at the same point like she didn't make it seem like oh okay doing the show is any you know f- f- physical or mental burden on her the young lead there who plays jimmy he also described her as very handsy so- oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get cloris leachman canceled now jesus christ can you imagine now were you familiar with any of the you know besides cloris leachman the other actors, actresses from the show, were you familiar with any of them? I don't know a lot of them by name besides the people. I mean, the people I'd seen on Earl who are a lot of the guest stars and stuff like that. Right. The main kid, no. The father, the only thing I'd seen him in, was it Garrett? Is that his name? Something yes, Garrett, Garrett Leeds Dillon. He's hysterical in the show, I think. And the, yeah. the only thing I'd seen him in before this was he was like one of the rapist murderers from the remake of Last House on the Left. Now, he- here's the weird thing. If you said the name Garrett Dillahunt to me, I would have been, eh, whatever. But he's got one of those faces. You go, oh, I'm Oh, yeah. Him. I know I've seen him in something. Dude, you have to look at his filmography between the actual films he's been in and 
the TV shows he's been in, I didn't realize like what a resume this guy's got. <laughs> Give me the top five. Top five. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Well, you saw him in uh, Last House on the Left for um, for film. Don't watch he, those movies. They're not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of uh, raping. Raping. I don't like that shit. Oh, let's see. He, he was in No Country for Old Men. He okay. was in. Uh, see. I love that movie, but I don't remember him in it. Right. He was in Looper. He was in 12 Years a Slave. Also, also, those are also both great movies. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, what What the hell? He's in all these things? Um, he was the slave, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, he was also in, um, he was in that Army of the Dead with uh, Dave Bautista in them. Oh, the new Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah it was a Zack Snyder. Uh, I did not watch that. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> watched that good. one either, but it's like, he's he's been around for a while. And TV-wise... I knew him from Terminator, the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, but oh, I never watched that show. Yeah, no, he, you know, he he was good in that because he played a, you know, like he played a Terminator chasing John Connor. I will just, I mean, I don't think there's a weak person in this cast. I think these no. people are all very brilliantly funny. Yeah, and, again, even the supporting cast that comes in, I don't remember a single guest star going. Well, I don't feel like they fit here. No. I of of all the episodes that I watched, there was no oh okay that person sticks out like a sore thumb type of thing. I, watching it, I go this. I said Garcia must have a fucking brilliant eye for character actors, mm-hmm. and I because Earl even as well. Earl had just the setup of that show was a different guest star pretty much every episode. The person he's going to right to, to you know yeah his to, list. to make up his list yeah. or finish his list off so. Same on that show. I'm like, yeah, they got fucking amazing guest stars. So when they asked him on that reunion I watched, he goes, it's complete luck. I've been so fortunate. I have no idea how these people fall in my lap. He goes, but every single person who shows up, shows up fucking ready. Wow. It's crazy. But but uh, Garrett, uh, also uh, his um, TV work, he was on Deadwood. I've heard that's great. I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah, you know what? I, I still have to get around to watching that one. I I know a lot of people that loved that show. Uh, let's see. What, what were some of the other ones he was on? He was on The Mindy Project for 38 episodes. He was on... 38 uh, episodes? There? Yeah, wow. 38 episodes. He was on... Um, let's see. A Minute with Stan Hooper for 13 episodes. Leap Years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tw- that's right. Remember, I talked about that on the Norm episode. I totally forgot to bring that up. Yeah, yes, Dan Hooper. Yeah, I think he was one of the one of the hillbilly gay guys or something that I talked about in the pilot. Oh, okay. I, Where I never they thought they were brothers, one, but... but they were lovers or something. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Well, forgive me for not recognizing from a minute with Stan Hooper, since I told you that was the worst quality video I've ever seen on fucking YouTube. <laughs> We're no talking wonder, about no 720 and 1080p him. over here. This is probably 2p. This fucking pixel. I'm like, what the hell is that blob? Is that Norm? <laughs> is that Norm? No, no, that's Pac-Man. Oh, wait, this is what the, the hell is black that? and white blotch. <laughs> but yeah, so I probably wouldn't have recognized Garrett anyway. So. But yeah, he was. He started out on One Life to Live in uh, for TV, and so and, and and he was even in the recent Fear the Walking Dead for 29 episodes. So yeah, he's been all over the place. The one who plays his wife there, Virginia, the only thing I knew her from is the Goonies. Now, yeah, that's the weird thing. I, I asked my wife, where do I know her from? She did not bring up the Goonies, although then I realized afterwards, oh, wait, yeah, she's the girl from the Goonies. But she was also the teenage daughter in Parenthood, the, the original movie, Parenthood. Right, with Steve Martin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. so. There's, a, there's one episode, I don't know if you watched it, of Raising Hope, where Hope gets on like a kid's show. No, I didn't one? get to see that one. Zappa do or some shit. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> Virginia has a line about like, oh, I don't know if I don't know if I like the idea of Hope becoming a little actress because one day she's starring in a Steven Spielberg movie. and The next day she's the mom on some nutty sitcom. <laughs> Talk about your meta. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. Martha, Martha Plimpton, uh, who, you know, who plays is. Virginia in this. Yeah, she she is excellent. And I believe did she? I know she was nominated, but did she uh, win? No, no, she did not win any of the uh, awards that she was up for. But for she was up for multiple times, outstanding lead actress in the comedy uh, comedy series. She was on some other show too that I'll be checking out soon. On, on I think it's on Hulu as well, called like the O'Neills or something. 
Oh yes. Um. Uh, what, what some other is? some other sitcom. I think she did right after this. The son on here, Jimmy. I don't know him from anything else, but I think he's very funny. The, the real O'Neills. That, that, that's the one you're, you're talking about. You have Shannon Woodward, who she's another little, she's a young actress that I've seen in a lot of stuff. I don't ever remember her exactly, but it's one of those faces you go, I've seen her a bunch. I don't know where. Right. Barney from the grocery store. I think he was used to be on Earl a lot, yes. if I recall. Yes, he, he definitely was one of the ones from uh, My Name is Earl. Was it uh, Frank? Frank is like co-worker at work is just so fucking awkward. I don't know who that guy is, but he's fucking hysterical oh, too. Th- that dude is funny. <laughs> this is the thing I, I like about this show is really you shouldn't like any of these characters. They're oh, all yeah. morons and really kind of shady people, mm-hmm. but that you, they, you really do kind of love them, right? Yes, you you, you 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 definitely grow to love them. <laughs> it's like even though they're in in the terms of uh, uh, of Barney's uh, thing, they're gypsies. <laughs> this is a this is a show made up of that one character from every other show. Like every show has a character, one character that's like this. Someone mm-hmm. just plucked that character from all these different shows and crammed all these shitty people together. Right, and it and it works. Like I always think of the you you don't you never watched uh, Grounded for Life right? No, I hadn't. There's the Uncle Eddie who's always kind of like up to some shady shit. Like he's got a box, and they're like, "What's in the box? Don't worry about it. Are you the cop, you know that kind of that kind of mm. guy." And this show feels like it's made up of all Uncle Eddies. <laughs> oh wow! You know what I mean? It's really kind of interesting, and it, it shouldn't work, but for me, it really does. But I have a fucked up sense of humor, so. Oh no, no, but but you know what? I'll 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 say this. I watched the first four episodes. Like I'll I'll say first episode. I was like, eh, it's all right. Why don't you give yeah. them a quick a quick like two minute synopsis of the setup of the show? Yeah, the setup of the show is this: um, Jimmy, Virginia, and Bert. They they are the chances and and Mama. They 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 are the chances. They they live with Mama. Uh, you know she she's been letting them live under her roof. Uh, and she's uh, a, a little bit losing her uh, marbles there. She's got like severe dementia. Even yeah. I think beyond fucking dementia. Yeah. Uh, and they had they had Jimmy. Burton Virginia had Jimmy at like fifteen. So they were never great parents either. Right. Yeah. But they, he they made didn't it. Have... It's kind of like, hey, we lucked out and our kid's alive. And now mm-hmm. he's an adult. He still lives with us. And none of them are that bright. Right. Now Jimmy winds up saving this girl who was run- running away from uh, a, a guy like. Like, like, basically running down the I'll street a bit. I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, saying I'll kill you. He decides to let her jump in the van that he's driving. Gets away. Uh, she shows her appreciation, we'll say. And nine months later, <laughs> there's a child. But um, in the interim, she's arrested because she's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> she's a serial killer who she kills her boyfriends. To- Kill, yeah, specifically boyfriends. Yes. Which is funny. There's a little in-joke, too, where uh, I think it was one of the ones you said you watched off yes. the list. Where her real husband is one of her ex-boyfriends. And her she's married to Hyde from that 70s show. Yeah, Danny Masterson. And Danny Masterson, yeah. 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 In fact, yeah, we'll, we'll go to that one in a second. But, like, yeah, so she she's, you know, a serial killer. So she has the baby in jail. Her her whole thing to Jimmy is like, oh, they they won't execute a like mother of a six month mother old. of a six month old. <laughs> cut and to cut, cut, cut to her being in the electric chair, <laughs> and and Jimmy there with the baby watching. So this pilot, I think this is one of the most brilliant pilots in my opinion. I I think it sets everything up so well, and it's got. Again, this is a show for me that balances the heart with the comedy very well. It's just enough yes, heart. It, it, it's got it, a little dab for you at the end, and that's just enough for me. Like well, Earl. It's got the same flavor as My Name is Earl. Mm-hmm. Always had a little bit of that sentiment right there at the oh, end. Oh, definitely. And the the weird thing was, like, in that first episode, it's not that it was bad, and it's not that it, oh, it didn't set things up. But I, I don't know, like, I, I guess just the... It had a lot to get through, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it had a lot to get through, so the chemistry wasn't all there yet. Yeah, so you had to get through the whole premise of the get pregnant, go to jail, death. Right, you have all these things going on, you're, you're trying to learn the characters, you, you you can tell right away that Virginia and Bert are not great parents, 
Um, now, also, uh, t- tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, d- did Jimmy have a brother? <laughs> he had a cousin in the first. Oh, that's episode. what it was. It was his cousin. Okay, that guy. Um, he he was famous for something else. Like he was an actor that I think he went on, but before the pilot was picked up, I mm-hmm. think he got another gig and went off with that. Okay. So they just kind of wrote him out. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but yeah, he came back for a couple guest spots. Yeah, but but but, but basically, he he went off and joined a cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That 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 that's the oh, how do we get him out of the show for a while? Oh, but yeah, at least he, they mentioned it. He just didn't disappear in episode two. They're like, oh, he ran off to join a cult. Yeah, but but he does make a return. <laughs> right, with the cult life or something. I think. Yes, I didn't watch that episode, but I saw that on the list. I'm like, oh, okay, at least they address but i thought it was his brother but yeah okay it was his cousin mm-hmm. well there was a couple characters that disappeared that he disappeared after the first episode and then kind of became like a guest and then the two friends they were only there for what the first season he had the big black friend and the little hispanic friend yeah they were kind of there but then they just pff, gone yeah <laughs> they it's like they, they kind of well i what, think they realized what, the supermarket was the more fun Yes. And, Secondary. And, and once he starts working at the supermarket, then it's just kind of like, okay, all the other ancillary, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we got what we need here. We, we got the basis. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, well, one person I was uh, happy to see, and, you know, she, she made occasional appearances, was in the second episode, uh, a former, if you want to say, love interest, but was actually the cousin of the person who we... Oh, rip, dead tooth? Rip, yeah, with, with, with the dead tooth. Um, oh, what, what the hell is her name? She's from Garfunkel and Oates. Mm-hmm. Um, she she uh, did some She's time. She's got her little ukulele. She's that little scrawny broad, plays the ukulele a lot. Kate, Kate Micucci. Kate Micucci from uh, Garfunkel and Oates. I not Kate, your Micucci. Hey, 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 hey. But, yeah, it's, it's, she's been on also uh, Drunk History a lot. Yeah, she's um, very funny on here. She, oh yeah. I feel like she disappeared after, what, season two or something? Yeah, after season two. She kind of became I, more of I a think occasional... She, I think she popped in once in, in like, like once in uh, the season three thing, but yeah. I think the the fourth season, I believe it was, opens with like a recap of the first three seasons. She kind of sings the recap, mm-hmm. but then I think I think she kind of just disappeared again, but... that th- There is a lot of side characters in this show, and there there is some really good continuity for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah, you have uh, Dancing Dan uh, <laughs> that goes through the neighborhood. You you see how he got his roller skates in the one episode. <laughs> one thing that another thing that compares this to uh, Grounded for Life is they tell a lot of stories through flashback. Mm-hmm. And c- unlike a lot of shows, I feel like the young people they get to play the younger versions of them are really good and like actually match yeah. them really well. Yeah. Uh, again, once I got past those first few episodes, that you know, like, you know, getting getting through that. And I hit the you know top ten list of episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god! Th- th- like I couldn't wait to watch another episode. I'm like, okay, this show is really funny. It, yeah, it's and, and it's, like you said, but with that with that charm and with that sentimentality, uh, like you know, like uh, get, you know, you, you have to get that in before the end of the episode, but not hit you over the head with it like you did in uh, Full House. This would be a show that could easily be really bad since they're all stupid. Right. Like, if you have too many Beavis and Buttheads, usually it's it doesn't elevate the comedy at all. Correct. But I think the show is so well written that it, it's sharp, but super <laughs> dumb at the same time. And it's never, there's never really a straight guy. No, like, you know what? The closest thing at first. Barney? Well, well yeah, but. Barney to a to Barney to a degree. Uh, he he was more not necessarily just awkward the straight guy. Yeah, he was the awkward. Yeah, you know, like, but uh, uh, what what's your name? Sabrina, actually, J- Jimmy's love interest. Yeah. And then you, as you as it goes on, you learn more about her weird. Oh yeah, you, you like <laughs> yeah. She goes off her meds. <laughs> she sleeps with a stocking on her head to keep the spiders out of her ears. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is an impressive show to me, just based on it, it kind of goes against all sitcom formulas and the fact that, yeah, the way the characters are all so similar. It's almost like married with children if they like really did love each other. Yeah. Like because they do these characters really do care about each other. And it's the Correct. only reason they're together. Yeah, no, it, it's it's so true. And 
even the one uh, in the one episode where they realize that Mama is starting to lose it, it's like, oh wait, we have to take care of her. We got to take care of her. You know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we got to do what she did for us. You know, she took care of us. We got to take care of her. So, yeah, like you you get that from the show, but like I said, it's not like that super sweet saccharine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> full houseware <laughs> like like once you've watched it it's like oh oh okay hold on a second yeah sugar sugar rush is uh over there was uh one of the guest stars i don't know if you saw any of her episodes i actually met this is the first the first season i have on dvd okay um, i think they didn't come out with the the later seasons for a long time so i bought them digitally so okay. i own three or two three four on digital but i I don't. I think they did eventually come to physical DVD. I just haven't got them yet. But um, do you see who plays Bert's mom? His father is Lee Majors. Oh no, no, I didn't see. I and didn't his see mother his parents. No, was the mother from a classic '70s show where they start a band and have a bus? Oh my God, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones and I met Shirley Jones. Oh my God, the, the only DVD <laughs> I was like, what do I have for Shirley Jones to sign? The only fucking thing I had was Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's the mother from the Partridge family. And yep. she's in, like I think, like two scenes in this fucking thing, but gets like top billing with Coolio, Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. and Tom Arnold. Wow. This was kind of scary movie before scary movie even. I think came out maybe a year before that, I believe. Ah, okay. It's kind of funny, but I, I handed this to her. We crashed a party at a fucking retirement home, Nick. Oh my god! I think. What? <laughs> okay, t- t- tell us more. Tell us more, Jay. <laughs> I did. Uh... You, you don't say, hey, Shirley Jones. I handed her this like movie that not Partridge Family, not any of that. I handed her this like odd movie, which is <laughs> and then uh, yeah, like cr- crashing a party at it. <laughs> what? She does. She's the spokeswoman for a certain retirement community, and so she tours and and kind of helps recruit people, like does shows for residents, and as well as you know getting new people in there. So a buddy of mine who's an older gentleman, he was like, "Hey, I got an invite for this Shirley Jones thing at a retirement home. You want to go?" And he thought I'd say no, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to go, bro." So we show up, and we were the only people in there, bro, under seventy years old. Oh my god. And he was, you know, he's like 50. I was at this point probably 28. So wow. she just fucking loved seeing anyone there with a pulse. I'll tell you what. So we kind of chit-chatted with her. She's, you know, uh singing all these mm-hmm. old ass songs to the crowd. We're having a fucking feast. They got like shrimp and all this lobster and shit. We're like, "Man, this is great." Turns out they thought we were the ice sculptors. <laughs> So they're treating us like fucking royalty because they I, thought we I were was going to say, shoulders. okay, f- things you could be mistaken for. I've never heard. <laughs> they thought we were the ice sculptors. The guy that, goes, that is a new one, Jay. We're leaned up against like a pillar. We're watching the watching her, you know, do her thing, and this guy goes, "Oh, are you guys the ice sculptors?" And like, no, we're here to see Shirley. And he goes, ha, "You guys are funny." And they walked away like there's no fucking way these people are here to see Shirley Jones. Wow. But I brought I hand her this DVD and she goes, What's that? I was like, Oh, it's a movie you did in like the 90s. She goes, I was in that? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, you're right there on the cover. And she's like, What? She goes, Who the hell is Coolio? <laughs> so, yeah, I went into Oh my Dad. god. <laughs> I went into super depth on that story right around when it happened on my old show. So maybe I'll leave that episode to my old show linked. Below. Okay. Oh, no, that's you, perfect. That, uh, yeah, because it was so fucking funny. That's hysterical. my other buddy. He had a board game from the 70s of the Partridge family. He had her sign that. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it was in- it was fucking interesting. And they just were like, what the fuck are you people doing this retirement home? Well, that that's like actually w- one of the guest stars on on this show, um, in a uh, I believe it was a season three episode. Um, I, I I met at New York Comic Con, and a friend of mine uh, gave me something for him to sign. The, that that guest was Christopher Lloyd, and what did he give me to sign? Camp Nowhere? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> and now here I get up to, like, Christopher Lloyd. I'm like, 
okay, you know, people have, you know, tons of Back to the Future things. You have people with, like, you know, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like, all these things. Uh, taxi. Yeah, taxi. It's like, hey, hey Camp Nowhere? <laughs> it's like, That'd oh, be even yeah, better. I, I remember be Even one. better if he gave you to sign Bushwhacked. He's like, that's the wrong shitty camp kid movie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Daniel Stern. I, when I was a kid, I always confused those two fucking movies, Bushwhacked and uh, oh my God. Camp Nowhere. It's the same fucking movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that was that was kind of like like uh, uh how how do I say uncomfortable? It's like uh yeah, Mr. Hi, Mr. Lloyd. I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, he he here's one of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask Shirley Jones about working with Chloris though. Oh, because uh, we did like a Q and A, and I was like, "Oh, what was it like working with Chloris?" And she said that Chloris was one of her dearest, dearest friends. Oh, that's awesome. So that's cool. I think she might have been still alive at that point too. Yeah, I think she was. Well, I hope she was st- still a dear friend if she were alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like that bitch. I'm glad she's dead. No. <laughs> Ding dong. No. But yeah, um, yeah. The the episodes that I watched were I, I saw the season one episode. Of, what was it called? Like don't don't. Don't vote, don't for, vote this for this episode. I think that was their Emmy consideration episode. Yeah. So it's like a little joke. Yeah. Yeah. So don't vote for this episode. And basically it was kind of the back telling of the story of, oh, how, you know, how it came to be, you know, like how they, you know, they were living with Mama, but Mama kicked them out on Jimmy's 18th birthday. He, he, he was a, uh, he's like a goth rock kind of. Yeah. I, I forget. Sabrina's. His- had a secret little crush on him, even though she yes. didn't know it was him because she didn't recognize him through the makeup. Right. Yeah. It, it, she, she actually had just started working at the store. It gives but, you like a lot of the little origins, like even the dead tooth girl. It shows when she gets hit right with the can. Yep. And kills her tooth. And Barney has, he's always told about his uh, weight loss surgery. So when we do the yeah, flashback, yeah, he's, he's like he fat. He's the uh, billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love episodes like that. They kind of fill in little, little blanks. Mm hmm. Now I'm trying to remember was yes yeah, second season is one of the episodes uh, which is voted best episode of Raising Hope and I have to agree with them is the the one uh, J- Jimmy's uh, fake girlfriend. Okay, I didn't revisit that one, but I seen it on the list. Yeah, well, where, where he gets a girl from an improv troupe to he's trying to make Sabrina jealous, right? To, to make Sabrina jealous. <laughs> he, Wasn't that Tisdale or something? Oh, uh, yes, I think Ashley Tisdale. Was Ashley Tisdale? Yeah, and the crazy thing is, he doesn't want to do any of this. Uh, his, his mom and dad are, like, basically egging him on. It's like, oh, you, you got to make her jealous. You got to, you know, do, do this. And they're the ones that come upon this because they're trying to look for a hobby to do. And they come upon this improv troupe. <laughs> it's like, we found our hobby. <laughs> <laughs> And, and at the same time, they found an actress that could play Jimmy's girlfriend on a double date with uh, Sabrina and uh, Wyatt, her boyfriend. Who I, I do love the Wyatt character because he's such a nice guy. Uh, uh, most shows like this would make he's trying to steal her from her boyfriend. They would right. make him like the biggest asshole ever. In this show, he's really just a normal kind of nice guy. Yeah, uh, until this episode, in this episode, it, it becomes glaring that, oh, okay, he doesn't pay enough attention to Sabrina. He's too busy watching the hockey game. Well, he's complacent. I wouldn't say he's an asshole. No. Yeah, he's, he, he's just like, he's like every guy. You you know, you've been with a girl for five yeah. years or whatever. You're not paying every fucking moment attention to her, you right. know? And, you know, m- meanwhile, they're at the Mexican restaurant where most of the other improv actors work. <laughs> so... They're all in on it, and it makes it glaringly that, oh, okay, Wyatt's not paying enough attention to to, to Sabrina. So, yeah, it, it was really funny. And then, all of a sudden, he takes Sabrina out because you know, uh, they she broke up with Wyatt, and he says that his girlfriend, um, she's working that night. So, he takes her to the improv troupe for a show, and the show is basically the telling of the whole story of this whole thing and this whole ruse that, oh, yeah, he did all this because he really likes her. <laughs> I've never encountered a show that <laughs> went to this really roundabout way of doing this. 
And I was like, okay, th- 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 this is this is something special. This this show is really brilliant in the way that it's aware of shows. Like it's yes, it's it's like there's so many little in jokes. Even the Goonies joke. There's I don't know if you caught the one in the fourth season called like Dinner with Tropes. Um, we talk a lot about TV sitcom tropes. This whole episode is devoted oh no, to movie one. tropes. Like uh, they have like each their own little story, and it's like uh, Bert and Virginia get on a telethon, I think it is, and they're they're gonna do the big dance, but. You know, Virginia's too caught up at her job and doesn't realize how important this is. And he keeps waiting for uh, if any if TV's taught me anything, she's going to walk through that door at just the right moment. And of course, she doesn't. He's like, God damn it. You know, TV lied to me. And then hopes, <laughs> hopes like little fish dies or a little goldfish. And he goes, yeah. well, you got to do like they do on TV and you got to buy a new one and replace it. And they're yeah. like, what? I, I, <laughs> like, I, I believe that was Mr. Swimmy, right? I think the name. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. So, like, yeah, the, the fish dies, and they're, like, they're trying to do everything they can not to be the fucking TV tropes. It's got a lot of little good jokes. But throughout it, they're also, every line is naming a show. Like, they're like, I can't deal with you right now. We got family matters to deal with. And he's like, man, <laughs> in your house, it's kind of hard to tell who's the boss. You know, all these little, like, line jokes. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> And I think the the I think Garcia had left in the fourth season, so it is kind of surprising that the show is still so strong. A lot uh, of times I, when the showrunner leaves, you yeah, know, eh. oh, it's it's a glaring uh, thing usually. Now the thing is, I didn't get to watch the fourth season uh, shows. Like I was saying, I was watching from that top ten list. I think there were two fourth season shows on that list that I did not get to watch, but I watched all the first, second, and third season shows. In the pilot, there's one shot, and I I've been, I was fucking searching for days to find out if I was right. But there's uh, one point, Jimmy. I think he gets left on the side of the road, and he's just kind of standing there by in front of this house. Mm-hmm. And I swear to fucking god, that's the Malcolm in the Middle house. But I could not find confirmation. Oh, I think I w- no. You know what? I think you're right because when I was looking at you know the synopses on uh, for some of these shows, I think it is mentioned. Really? Like maybe the in the IMDb goofs or, or trivia or something. I was like, I think that's the fucking Malcolm House. And even the fence looked the same. I was like, shit. But I couldn't find if it was or not. Yeah, they, they, this this week I couldn't go with uh, uh, Screen Rant. They didn't have a top ten for uh, Raising Hope. So I went with, uh, what was it, Episode Ninja? <laughs> there was, uh, so we talk about the universe, like all the characters that come over from Yes, Dear. The, remember Jimmy and Christine, the brother and brother right. the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, I think? Something uh, like that. Uh, sister wa- and brother-in-law, yeah. Yeah, the wives were sisters, right? Is yes. That it was? And the, they lived the in the guest house. They show up in an episode of this where they get a hold of Bert and Virginia's sex tape and are using their sex tape to like learn about a better marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> it was weird, though, because there's that episode where you're like, oh, shit, it's Jimmy and Christine. And then the, he comes back later, but the wife is different, and they don't call her Christine anymore. They call her Christy, but it's a different actress. And I was like, oh. oh. I was like, damn. But... So they have those like that character shows up every now and then. Jimmy more than the wife, but mm-hmm. I think he's in maybe three or four episodes, something like that. And then you have a lot of the Earl characters playing different characters, <laughs> which is interesting. Although Patty the daytime hooker is Patty the daytime hooker in the show, and I believe they say <laughs> these characters live in Natesville. The Earl characters live in Camden County, which I guess they're neighboring counties on this show. Okay. Yeah, but we I was talked say, about yeah. the one episode where they go to the retirement home. Yes. And it's the Earl J. Hickey Memorial Retirement Home. So you're like, oh, yes. God, Earl's dead? <laughs> no. But he's on this show, Jason Lee, playing, um, what was the rocker's name? Uh, Smokey. Uh, Smokey, uh, yeah. I, fu- I said it earlier. I fucking forgot his name. But, um, yeah, so fucking funny. But, yes, if, if you want to, if you are an Earl fan, definitely watch the episode Making the Band. Yeah, see, I, I so many great references. Not yeah. only because he's a rocker, there's also references to almost famous. Oh as well, wow! Because he was in that, and and a yeah. lot of Earl references. Oh my god! Yeah, see, yeah, I, I watched the one with uh, Mama being put in into the Earl J Hickey <laughs> Memorial Home, <laughs> <laughs> which was a great episode. I highly recommend. That oh one. yeah, that that was a an hysterical episode. What you um, you're a theme song guy. I want to know what you think of this little this little theme ditty here. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's the weird thing. You you really only get the full theme in the first season. Mm-hmm. Other like after that second season on, you're just getting just like a very quick uh snippet of the thing. It's like, well, 
oh, 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 oh. And then that's it. It was like, what? <laughs> I think this fell into one of those years where networks added more ad time. So I think they lost ah. like a minute of showtime. Got it. And they were like, oh, well, let's nix that fucking theme song down a little bit. But it's really just like a little ditty where it's like, here we go. Oh, 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 oh. He's like, I like wearing the, the thole one, though. He's like, birth control. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and I, I love the, you know, like at the beginning, it's like it's it's a uh, book or whatever. And then when you. Uh, like a little kid's book illustrated. Yeah. The little kid's illustrated book. And then you, when, when you see Hope, yeah, she, she's got the H block in her uh, hand and. The ELPs already spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's fun. It's like yeah, like you said, when it gets past season one, it's just a little like, here we go, oh, oh, oh done. Like you're right. Yeah, and that's why I was End like, of the show. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could really rate the theme song because of like, okay, yeah, I only okay, I saw those first four episodes, and then I saw the the one from the uh, the top ten. But so it's like, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, Earl or, didn't really have a theme song either. It just kind of no. told his story real quick. Yeah, I I, I want to say th- my name is Earl. Bung, yeah. You know, done. <laughs> but th- this this one was kind of like it was there. <laughs> it wasn't bad, <laughs> but it wasn't good. It was just there, <laughs> especially for second season on. Although, as I was watching more episodes, I found it as short as it was. I just felt myself like after a while, just dun, 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 dun. oh, wait a second, I'm doing that minuscule little uh, theme song. Mm-hmm. While I, I while I didn't find myself doing that with uh, Full House, we talk about in the pilot how Hope's mother is put to death. But the thing I love about this is that she is never fucking dead. She's like a fucking movie serial killer. <laughs> She's your Michael Myers or your Jason Voorhees because Hope's mom comes back more than most of them. Yeah, like, again... What did it, you it, think of the, What did you think of those, uh... Yeah, you know what? I didn't get any of those episodes. Oh, my God. I know, and, and, and you were telling me, and I'm like, okay, where is the... So, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm watching, and apparently it wasn't in, like, you know, top ten ones. So I'm like, damn it. And it's like, oh, I, I I know Jay told me about this. I sent you the, I think the two that I, the two other ones I found. So in season two, I was at the end of season two, I believe she comes back. They do an episode where they do an inside probe and it's like Nancy Grace hosting this thing, telling the story about, oh God, telling the story about the killings or whatever. Right. And it ends with, and we have an interview with Lucy and it cuts to her alive and they're like, oh shit. Oh my and God. And then the next episode, she comes back. And is fighting for custody of Hope. Oh, geez. So you have like a whole courtroom episode. (laughs) And she wins and she gets Hope. Oh, no. So the episode ends and she's like, basically, Sabrina is with Jimmy at this point. Yeah. And Lucy, the Hope's mother, is like, well, if you ever want to see your kid again, you're going to come with me. Or we're going to, I think they were going to, they're going to be Buddhists in the mountains. And so she's like, are you coming with or are you losing your kid? And he's like, oh, I guess I'm going with you. And, you know, they're driving off and he sees like Sabrina on the side of the road and he's all sad waving. And uh, so she's like, you really love her, don't you? And it's this little like heartfelt moment. And she goes, all right, I'm going to do what's right for everybody. And she just pulls out a giant fucking knife and starts chasing Sabrina down the street. She's going to fucking (laughs) she's going to fucking murder Sabrina because she's going to ruin their family, you know? It's oh. so fucking funny. Okay, and going back to that episode, which shows, like, if you want to say, the origin episode where where you were saying, like, Barney was, was like, heavy set, and uh, Sabrina just started working at the store. The the best was her cousin, the, the, the one with the dead tooth. Um, She sees Lucy and her boyfriend. Who's her real husband, as we said. Wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> Danny Masterson. They're arguing at the store, and, like, I don't know, he's, he said something, like, derogatory to her. And at the one point... She goes, I can't believe you take that shit or something, right? Like, the- I, 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 I would get rid of him. Yeah. She goes, yeah, I've been I would thinking get about rid of him. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, and, and, like, of which, you like, you know, Lucy, like, is like, oh. Yeah, like, so that, the implication like, is that's the origin. That's, like, her first victim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think I'll kill this motherfucker. Yeah, because then yeah. you you see her uh, where she comes back to the store and buys gallons upon gallons of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, so at the uh, as she's chasing Sabrina down the fucking street, this fucking bus wails her, runs her over, and they're like, oh, <laughs> she's dead again. So then it ends with them getting fucking hope back, because now the mother's dead. But then in the later season, um, I think it's in the modern, yeah, in season three, The Modern Wedding, which is the other one I sent you, okay. which is Jimmy and Sabrina's wedding. This is a fun episode. We talked about the show Modern Family. Yeah. This whole episode is shot like an episode of Modern Family. Yeah, you, you had put that one in the, uh, in the yeah, text Yeah, so... Um, but they find out he needs to get the the death certificate to get the divorce finalized or whatever from mm-hmm. from her from the the prior episode, and they find out oh just kidding she's still alive but the bus didn't kill her she has like amnesia though or she's reverted to being a child so she thinks she's like <laughs> she thinks she's like five years old and her parents are just hiding her out at the house with like a shock collar on. Oh my god. <laughs> But now she's seen the wedding uh, stuff on the news and she's come back and she's going to go fucking stop the wedding and murder everyone. Oh, it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. One of the episodes I watched was when uh, they they went out to uh, Vegas to Virginia's uh, her cousin, like her wedding, uh, who's who's played by um, Amy Sedaris. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's in a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, great episode. <laughs> yeah, it ter- turns out also because uh, Bert and uh, and Virginia like they never got to have like the wedding that they wanted. <laughs> they 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 showed a flashback to their wedding. It's like she had a little napkin rubber banded to her face, which was the veil. <laughs> the final episode is their dream wedding. <clears throat> oh it's, wow! It's Bert, Bert and Virginia get their uh, episode. The final the final episode is their wedding. Uh, there's a, the fourth season, I believe opens with, um, the fuck is, what's the, what's the father who's in prison from Arrested Development? Oh, um, fuck. I can't uh, think of his B- name B- right now. Bateman? No, the, fa- his father. Oh, uh, show. oh crap. Uh, that's, uh, he, uh, he was also on, uh, what was it? Transparent. That transparent. Yeah. And, that guy. and, and, and uh, he was on the Ropers. Jeffrey he Tambor. plays. Yes, Jeffrey Tambor. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he plays Virginia's like a uh, long lost father who's gay. He left town because he was gay and they kind of mm-hmm. shunned him back then. So in the beginning of the fourth season, he shows up and then they he's cast out again. The end of that season, he comes back and is getting married and they're planning this big gay wedding. But at the end, they find out he goes, it's not for me. It's for you. So I can give my baby girl her big dream wedding finally. Aww. Yeah, and they have it's yeah it's a pretty good finale. I don't know if they knew they were canceled or not, but it, it does seem like a good fitting end. It's a yeah, big I, wedding I, thing, I, I hate and when a show doesn't get a chance to really tie tie things up, you know. Well, in the to, first episode, uh, when they're putting Hope to sleep, she sings the uh, what's the who's that fucking? Oh, it's um Kenny Loggins. Yes, Kenny Loggins, uh, Daniel song. Yes, she sings that song to Hope, put her in her sleep. And the final episode, he brings Kenny Loggins to sing at her wedding, and they sing oh, that song. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, it is a really good wrap-up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a ties right back to that first episode. The other running gag I love on the show is knocking people out with TVs, which starts right there in the beginning. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking episodes where someone starts talking some shit or whatever. In the first episode, when they find out Lucy is the serial killer, yeah, she just picks the fucking TV TV up and and whacks her on the head head with it. (laughs) They do that in a lot of fucking episodes. It's like it's always the same shot too, where the person who's about to get knocked out is right there in front of the camera, and behind them you just see one swing, boom, and they're out. You know, (laughs) a lot of TVs, a lot of guitars, (laughs) whacking people out. Very funny. Um. Another uh, great one was uh, I watched with um, Mother's Day, where oh yes, where where Mama because she didn't have any memory of her mother, but they find at her old house that she grew up, her her mother is still there. Yeah, Cloris <laughs> Leachman as Mama. Cloris Leachman. <laughs> Cloris Leachman as Mama is not Virginia's mother. Is it? It's her great grandmother, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it. it so, because there is an episode where we meet Virginia's mom, who's just like a swinger, who doesn't want to, uh, don't call me grandma, I'm nobody's grandma. Right. But yeah, so then they go to find <laughs> Mama's mom, 
and she's still alive and just fucking de- golem looking, yeah, decrepit as shit. Like <laughs> one or two which little. They point hit. out actually at a couple of times. Like, Did they say that in the episode? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I forget it's something about Lord. It's like what in the Lord of the Rings uh, is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So fucking funny. Oh my god. I'm gonna say I got a little list here of just a few episodes I would highly recommend. Season one, I would say the pilot. And don't vote for this episode are both great, in my opinion. Yes. Season two, Miss Smarty Pants, which I think you watch where they go to school again. Uh, no, I didn't. That was that not on that list. It was on the list I saw, but uh, Inside Probe and then the I Want My Baby Back are the two with the mother comes back to take hope. Yeah. And, and I'd also put the um, uh, uh, Jimmy's fake girlfriend in, yep. in, in, in the list uh, for that one. Uh, season three, Throw Mama from the House, parts one and two, yes. where she goes to the retirement home is very funny. Making the band is the My Name is Earl, um, which also was funny because they brought even other side characters from Earl yeah. in, like the African guy plays a pilot in this. And oh, then okay. Tim Stack always played himself on Earl, mm-hmm. and he plays himself on this episode. He's in rehab <laughs> with Jason Lee, which is funny. Uh, the Modern Wedding, and then for the fourth season... I would say Bert Bert's Bucks, which is a very funny, like, let's make our own currency. And it, it's really just an allegory for the way the exact fucking government works with money. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> Dinner with Tropes, the one I mentioned there. And then Ship Happens, where they are basically taking a boat. They're delivering a boat for somebody and everything goes wrong. I do love the title, though, because in one of the first early episodes, Bert's talking about how he wants to get a boat and he decides the name would be Ship Happens. I think that was the, um, the 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 one. Don't vote for this episode. I think it was on that one. And then in the fourth season, there's an episode where they're as a family vacation. They're delivering a boat, and the episode's called the ship, ship Happens, Happens, which I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would add add into that also. Uh, what is it? Credit where credit is due. I think from uh, season three, that's the one with Christopher Lloyd. Okay. And and of course, Ginny uh, uh, G- and uh, and Bert. They wound up getting their dream car, which is a DeLorean, <laughs> an, an uh, 84 uh, DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it end with him going in time with it or something? Yeah. And, and the, the whole premise of the episode is like they need to get a new car, like uh, b- both uh, uh, Jimmy and uh, Sabrina, they need to get a new car because the, the two that they have don't really work for having a baby. So well, they had they made a baby in the van. So well, there you go. <laughs> it was the same van too. Um, but what 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 happens is they were gonna go get a new car, and the uh, uh, Jimmy finds out he has like no credit. Is his credit is a ninety one? Which is like, yeah, that's great. It's like, n- no, that's <laughs> no. out of like eight hundred and forty. It's like, oh, they make that same joke on the SAT one or whatever. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, and uh, I love uh, Phil Lamar is actually the, the the car salesman going over that with him. If, so I'm if, saying every guest star on the show is so good. That's always somebody like mm-hmm. I know you. Yes, and and Phil Lamar. Uh, for those that don't know, yeah, like he's done a lot of voice work, but like for acting, he was on Mad TV, and he was also Marvin from uh, Pulp Fiction. And it's like, huh, oh my God, I shot Marvin in the face. The ice, uh, I mentioned the making the baby in the van, the ice cream melting is a common measurement of time on this show. They use that all the time. The oh, melting God. of ice cream always shows passage of time. And that was right there in the pilot, too. So I always love the little mm-hmm. continuity things they use. But but basically, uh, Christopher Lloyd, with the, with the press of one button, could uh, clear up everything for uh, Jimmy. And if they give him the DeLorean, it's the car he's always wanted. Yeah. And, and and of course, at the end, he's got to try it out, and he, he he takes it over 88 miles an hour, and he winds up in front of the grocery store where they're doing Founders Day. And it's like, right? It's is, is, is this a uh, t- 2014? <laughs> it's like, no, we're in 18. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that snippet. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, th- 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 this is perfect. <laughs> I legit probably watched. 40, 50 episodes of this in the last two weeks. I must have. I probably covered over half of it again. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy the show. Yeah. I, and like I said, it, it took me you know a couple of episodes. But once I got it, it's like I was hooked. I'm like, OK, th- this is this is really for for a show about d- d- you know, people that are dumb. This is a really intelligent show. 
And I will say this, the beginning was mostly about hope. You know, again, raising hope. Later episodes, you get more of the focus on the yeah. other people in the family and some of the ancillary characters. Isn't it weird how so, so, little hope actually does in this show, though? Yes. Is this kind of, she's really not the focal point of most of this show. I, I, I hate to say it, but like after a while, she becomes a prop. <laughs> and right back to our Full House episode, she's twins. That's twins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I she, there was a Princess different Beyonce baby was... in the pilot. There's in, in the early episodes, the baby changes a few times. Did you notice that? Wait, in the early episode? No, I didn't notice it. Yeah, I think the pilot has a completely different baby, if I remember right. There's like oh. a darker-haired baby, and then the, the one that we know that became mm-hmm. hope for most of it. But yeah, in the first couple, especially, the baby changes back and forth a few times. <laughs> they said on the on the thi- on the reunion, they were talking to the two girls, and they were like, "You guys were perfect because one of you was always grumpy and crying, and the other one was always happy and giggle. So whichever mood we needed, we just grabbed one <laughs> or the other." Again, like other than that very beginning, the chemistry in the show is amazing. Once you started focusing on the other characters. And I, I think that was, for me, the thing that was getting me stuck at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, so I, I highly recommend this show. I think this yes. is a brilliant show. I I loved this. I was watching the premiere of this the first day, and I was like, I fucking love this show. But I was also a big Earl fan who, at this point, was super pissed they had canceled My Name is Earl. Yeah. Ended on a cliffhanger. That also only got four seasons. And very interesting, the, the guy who greenlit Earl and bought the show for uh, NBC in the time Earl was on, was fired from NBC, got a job at Fox, and is also the man that picked up Raising, Raising Hope, Hope from... There we go. <laughs> so, uh, Garcia said that when he when they ended Earl, abruptly, he was like, what the fuck? He was pissed at NBC. He goes, hey, my buddy's over at Fox. Watch this shit. So he goes over there. He goes, you're pissed too. I'm pissed. Let's fucking do this. And they did another show at Fox. That's awesome. What is weird though, because yes, dear, was at CBS. Yes, right. Yeah, so so, so he, he pretty much he had was... three fucking different networks, and yet they all <laughs> oh, take and, place and, in the and, same and, universe. And and remember, you know, like he also worked for Family Matters, <laughs> which was ABC. So so he did ABC as well. He probably had a lot less pull on that though. Only writing four. Oh yeah, episodes. no, no, yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't the creator. Ex- so he wasn't on the creator other show, slash executive producer. So yes, but, very but very I, funny I, that this. He's like, I'm following you, bro. <laughs> Let's do this shit. Yeah, I, I I am so glad though that you actually recommended the show. Are you gonna watch more? I just never got around to watching it. You but, think you'll go back and visit it again? Yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely now fill in some of the gaps and also watch some of the other episodes. Did your wife I, watch with you? What's that? Did your wife watch with you? She yeah, not the very beginning. She didn't watch, but then after like a few of the episodes, she started watching. And at first, she's like, "Huh," and then it's like, "Oh wait." Okay, this it was kind of like the same reaction that it's like, okay, and then all of a sudden she got it and it's like, okay, this is funny. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah, eighty eight episodes. I've I think I've watched probably through it twice, and then this I've watched, you know, half of it again now, so I might just just finish it again. I might just finish the other half. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go finish it for the third time probably. So sweet. And it actually really makes me want to watch My Name is Earl again, too. So well, I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get around to uh, My Name is Earl uh, soon, I would I would think. But we, we do know what's on tap for next time, do we not? Yes. Head of the class. We talked about uh, Hessman dying. We couldn't do WKRP. KRP. Although that box set keeps going, fluctuating on sale on Amazon. Every time I go mm. to buy it, it's up again. So maybe one of these days I'll pull the trigger on that. Yeah, yeah. G- g- give me the shout on that one. I, I definitely yeah, get that. Yeah, it's uh, sitting set. at like 70, but it keeps popping Ooh. down to like 50. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. The low, if you if you have honey. Not a sponsor, but I love honey. Yeah, no, no. I, I... <laughs> um, it showed me like the low is like 35. So I'm hoping it pops down to that 35 mark and I'll mm-hmm. pull the trigger again. Sweet. So, yeah, we're going to watch um, for Head of the Class. And I don't remember a goddamn thing about this show, but it has that guy from he I talked about. I watched the Nickelodeon documentary. Mm-hmm. One of the, the bigger guy on there is a big show creator from Nickelodeon. And he's that one that's got a lot of controversy, a lot of accusations over the years Oh, from a lot of child stars. And he's like the foot fetish guy and this kind of thing. Ooh. Dan Schneider, I think was his name. 
I think from Schneider's Bakery. He made a bunch of like the Amanda Show and all that, and I think a lot of those. Oh boy! But yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of accusations, and I think ended up getting fired or quitting Nickelodeon. So this is an acting part for him. I think he was also in the Good Burger sketches. I think he was might have oh, been in okay, Good with, Burger. Uh, uh, Key and uh, not Key and Peele. Uh, Keenan and, and Kel. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he's the bigger like manager guy from Good Burger. Okay, if I remember, because I think he also created Keenan and Kel. So that this will be interesting to check out. And I don't really remember anything. Do you recall a lot of the show or not a lot? I, I think my wife actually watched this one more than I did back in the day. Hmm. So this will be interesting. I I finally got around to had my own little uh, Ivan Reitman memorial, and I watched uh, the new Ghostbusters finally, the one his son did. Oh, oh how was it? I, I still haven't gotten I, around um, to watching that one. I got to say, the last act won me over. I was not super into it for a lot of the movie. Mm. Paul Rudd is the shining star of this movie. Okay. Uh, as he is for most movies he's in. Yeah. the It's real slow, and I'm not a big fan of the passing of the torch, next generation, young kid... Okay. I don't want to see child Ghostbusters. That's not interesting to me. I want to see people that I think are funny, great comedians mm-hmm. in the in that part. I kind of wish they just did a new Ghostbusters with like Paul Rudd as you know. I I, I got you. I got you. Um, well, but, well, they did try to do a new Ghostbusters, but that didn't go over well. Yeah, not the- those people. Uh, <laughs> but no, the the third act of this makes it worth it, and it really is. Um, it really is a good tribute to Harold Ramis, actually. Considering he was dead and not involved in, in any way, yeah. this movie really is a love letter to him, and I would say it's worth that alone. Because there's a couple moments there where you get a little tug on the heart, you're like, oh, god damn it. And it ends with a four Harold, you know, little... Mm. So, I would say, I gave it a three and a half out of five, which is very high for me, actually. I'm very, I'm a very hard critic. But all of that comes down to that third act where you go, okay. Okay. So you got to make it through the first two to get to that. Yeah, uh, the the kids bore me, but Paul Rudd and even the kid's mother are really good. I don't know who that actress is, but she's really good. And uh, it's not spoilers because it's known, but some of the people that were in the originals come back and right. Yeah, uh, it really, you may have seen them on teaser trailers. As as not thrilling as a lot of the movie is, it does give you a vision of where they may be going, and that excites me. So sweet. And also tying that back to Full House, I didn't know this. We talked about in one episode, we were talking about Lorenzo Music. Yes. Who was the voice of Garfield. Garfield. was also the point, the voice of Peter Venkman on the Ghostbusters Versus cartoon show. And, and, Do you and, know who replaced him? I, 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 you're talking about uh, for Garfield, right? No. We talked about Bill Murray. Was rep- was in the movie Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. And, and Lorenzo and, Music, who was Garfield in the cartoon, whatever. Yes. We talked about here did Venkman. But when when um, Lorenzo Music stopped, I don't know if he, this is when he might be when he died or when he just quit the show. I don't know. But the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. originally Venkman was Lorenzo Music. Do you know who replaced him after he left? Bill Murray? No. Back to Full House. Dave Coulier. Oh. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? Dave Coulier? Okay, that's an interesting uh, poll. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what year Lorenzo Music died, but he was only there for the first year of the real Ghostbusters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it was Dave Coulier. Wow. <laughs> Tell you, all the shit ties together. <laughs> one big like, in- it all revolves around Garfield. <laughs> it's one big incestuous snake ball. <laughs> you know, when snakes mate. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I was gonna say it's like I've never seen a snake ball. Yeah, it's like I didn't think they had them. But anyway, you gotta, uh, <laughs> you gotta watch the second Anaconda movie. It's a whole plot point. <laughs> well, we got anything else, buddy? Are we ready to? Uh no, I, I think uh, you know we're ready to wrap this up. You know, if if you all are enjoying this out there, please like, subscribe our you know our podcast. Please uh, on Twitch, you know, yeah, ch- yeah, check it out if you're already checking it out now, and check out JJ's channel at twitch.tv slash bidwellfog. If you you want to catch us on Twitter, it's at sitcommyface. F- Facebook, hey, we're sitcommyface. Hey, I see a theme running here. And if you want to just like email us, sitcommyface at gmail.com. Uh, anything else you, you want to push there, uh, JJ? Or? 
I don't think so. Oh, well, I, I, I told you I found this at the dollar store. Let us know if you want to see a. <laughs> this is a DVD of TV Guide Spotlight TV's greatest very special episodes, and it's got a bunch of like on a very special episode of this, this, this. It's got everything from Good Times, Jefferson's, uh, Party of Five, Cosby Show. If you want to see an episode, maybe about some of the greatest very special episodes, let us know in the comments. Yeah. And if you're thinking that one different strokes, great, uh, very special episode is Don't on there. Don't ruin it. It's not the one you think. It's not the one you're thinking. <laughs> Don't tell them what it is. I would be surprised. But no, no, yeah, it's no, not it's the like, one you think. It's not the one you're thinking. It's another one. <laughs> With that, remember. If it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Don't broke it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Sick on My Face, I've been Nick Franco. I've been Jay Bidwell. And we hope you'll Sick on, on my, my motherfucking face. Oh, face. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>